let's pray though before we start. Lord God, thank you for today. Thank you that um, we've been looking at marriage, which is so important to you. We've been doing that for the last few weeks. And as we finish, Lord, we just ask that um, this message that I've got to share, that it will help improve marriages in this church, Lord, that people's lives will be different from today and how they relate will be different from today and better, Lord, because of you. In Jesus' name, amen. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. That's from Genesis 1.27. My version of the verse goes like this. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Extreme opposites, different in almost every way. People who seem like they couldn't possibly live together happily, he created them. (laughs) So today we are finishing our month of our marriage series. And we're going to look at the differences between men and women. I don't think this is on. All right. So there's that verse for everybody from Genesis 1.27. Keep that in mind. So differences between men and women. From that verse we just looked at, you can see that it was God who created us in his image. He was the one who made men and women. And as a result of knowing that, we know that men and women have qualities that God possesses. We know that we are made in his image. We know that man is not better than a woman, and a woman is not better than a man because we're made by God. Now, many people have written about the differences between men and women. And some of the books that I've read personally, they've got funny names, I think. There's Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Anyone else read it? A few people. There's a non-Christian guy named John Gray. And then I have three Christians who wrote... Um, ones as well. Mark Gungor, who wrote Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. David Clark, who wrote Men Are Clams, Women Are Crowbars. And <laughs> like I said, they got good names. And then <laughs> that is one of my favourite ones. Dr. Caroline Leaf, Who Switched Off Your Brain? Solving the Mystery of He Said, She Said. Now, why did I read them? Well, my story is this. I grew up in a family. There were five of us. I had two sisters, and I lived with my mum and dad. So there were four females in our house and my dad. And I just assumed he was more like us than different, and I just thought it was a personality thing for anywhere that it wasn't the same as us. And then I got married to Nathan 13 years ago. And then 10 years ago, we had Aidan, our eldest son, and then eight years ago, we had Joel, our second son. Our daughter came a little later, and... I started to notice they're really weird. Men, that is, guys, are very strange creatures. <laughs> I often felt like when I walked in the front door of the house that I was walking into a foreign place. There were jokes at, and laughing at names about the body parts or bodily functions that never got tired. People continued to laugh at them day after day. How strange. And then... There were the wrestling matches. The kids would wear their undies on their head and they would wrestle all the time trying to defeat Nathan, whose name was Mr. Slam. And it happened all the time. I thought it was very, very strange. So the reason I read those books was because I needed to be able to survive in a house of boys after growing up with so many girls. And it's the differences that I've discovered that I want to share with you today. Because 
They helped me, and hopefully they will help you as well. Now, before I start getting into the differences, I want to say that these are not all gender-specific. Not every man will relate to things that I say, and not every woman will relate to the things that I say about women. But hopefully you get the idea that we were created differently, and you should hopefully be able to relate to some of them. The other, way I, other thing I want to say is that the man's way is not the only right or better way, and the woman's way is not the only right or better way. They're both right, because they're created by God. And they're created that way to complement each other. So today we don't have a particular Bible passage or Bible story or verse to look at because there isn't one that's going to talk about these differences I want to share. So we're just going to keep a few in mind. So there's Genesis 2.18, which says, Now the Lord God said, It is not good, sufficient or satisfactory that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper, suitable, adapted, complementary for him. It's the differences we have that make us complement each other so well. Romans 12, 18, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Ken shared a couple of weeks ago that our marriages can become a place for a spiritual battle. And I believe it's our job to know everything that we can about each other and about the differences and how we, we're, we're wired by God to be able to live at peace. And so the reason we look at these things today is so that we have homes that are more peaceful. And then Song of Songs 2.15, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. Often it's those little things that get and niggle into marriages and cause big trouble, like the little foxes in the vineyard. So today I have more differences to look at than I can possibly fit in, so we're just going to do a few of them. Now I did this talk a couple of years ago, so some of you will have heard these already, and for those who haven't heard them that's good because it's your first time hearing it. But if you did hear that talk a couple of years ago, I've added in a few things I didn't do then to help hopefully give you something new to look at. The other thing I want to say before I start is this, not, this is not just for marriages. This relates to any male-female relationships. So if you are a, a parent, if you're a, a dad and you have daughters, this will help you relate to your daughters better. If you're a mum, this will help you with your sons. If you have brothers or sisters, it will help work colleagues, help you relate to your parents. It helps in every relationship. So keep that in mind as we have a listen. So today, let's get started. Mark and Sam. Mark doesn't know this is coming, but Sam does, so this is good. Can you come up here? <laughs> Sam, can you come on the side? They're just going to help you remember which side is the men's side and which is the woman's side. There you go. Sorry. So... Sam knew that was coming, Mark, she volunteered you. Hopefully that's okay. Okay, let's get started. All right, the first thing that you need to know about the differences between men and women is that scientists have found that... Oh, no, but you can't. Just pretend it's right. Imagine. You can't because everything else is wrong then. So stay, just stay there. Imagine it's right, just... You know, cross it back over. So the first thing that you can see is that on the male's brain, this side, sorry, on my side, it's that way. See, it's perfectly right if you look around the back. It's good. So on the male's side of the brain, there are connections that run, so as the man thinks. And 
what you can see is that a lot of those go on one side of the brain only. So they work on either the left or the right side. They don't cross over a lot. And scientists believe that that accounts for better spatial skills and motor or muscle control in men. If you have a look at the females one, you can see that there are lots of orange lines. Those orange lines are showing where they cross over from one hemisphere to the other, from the left to the right side of the brain. And scientists believe that that accounts for women's better verbal skills and intuitive abilities. So right off, we have to remember that our brains are wired differently. We actually think differently to each other. And I think that acts as a basis for everything else we will look at. All right. The next thing <clears throat> we need to have a look at is how men and women think. So, men think in boxes. Just getting some things organised. So Mark might have a workbox. Thanks, Mark. He might have a... I don't know, something box. And then you've got, of course, Sam, this is the wife box. Nice and big. Thinks about Sam all the time. time. So the thing is that men and women think differently. So men think in boxes. The thing is that the boxes can't touch each other. And they're never opened at the same time. So if Mark is talking to Sam, he's in his wife box. So that lid would be off. The other ones are closed. He's not thinking about work, not thinking about whatever else. He is thinking about Sam. However, when he's at work, his sandbox is closed. One box at a time. That's the point. Only one thing at a time. And the other thing, women, that we have to know is that men have a nothing box. (laughs) So men are actually... That's probably true, Melody. It probably is bigger than the sandbox because men have a nothing box and they try and go there as much as they can. For women, we don't understand that men actually can think about nothing. Blows my mind. But he's meant to be concentrating, Mark, not doing, thinking about nothing. Concentrate. holding a box. He's doing one thing at a time. So... As a result of this, Nathan and I had a funny conversation once and I said... So if you only think in one box at a time, how many emotions do you have at the one time? And he's, just one. Um, okay. So one emotion depending on the box. All right. Women, on the other hand, we are very different. And everything is connected to each other. So a ball of string. It's kind of like a computer screen, like a computer, and you've got lots and lots of tabs open at the one time. That's actually how I work at a computer. And lots of things are open and everything is connected and you can quickly jump between the others, like in between each one, and think about each one at a time. And so, men, you need to understand as a result of everything being connected, we can have more than one emotion at the one time. So, there was one same conversation with Nathan. I said... He said, well, how many emotions do you have? Also, at the moment, I feel happy, I feel a bit sad, I'm worried, but I feel peaceful, all at the same time. <laughs> because every area has their own little emotion and they're all happening at the same time. Now, this impacts on marriages because if the man is in a different box to what the woman wants to talk to him about something, is he can't function very well. So if Nathan is sitting doing work at the computer and I go and try and ask him a question... 
blows his mind, I think. He doesn't hear what I'm saying. So he can answer. I might ask a question. You'll go, mm-hmm, yep, that sounds good. And then I'll go, what did I just say? I don't know. Because he's not in the right box. So women, we need to remember to give men time to open the right box and say, hey, can I talk to you later? So they have time to close it up and get the right box out. <laughs> All right, our next box is this. Our next thing is this. Oh, Mark, you've got a job. Yes. Box. So how men deal with stress? You can put the box down. Don't forget the boxes, but he doesn't need it at the moment. How men and women deal with stress? Now, men go to their caves. So I've got a cave for you that you need to put up. Nathan can help if you're not sure how to work. So men go to their caves to reduce stress. And the reason they do it is they want to forget what causes them stress. So they will fix the car, read a newspaper, watch TV, play a computer game, other ways of reducing stress. Mark is in his cave. Now, often us women like to go and chase them into the cave and say, come out, I need your help. But according to what I've read, men need that time in order to de-stress and they need to get away. So they might come home from work and do these things and we should just let them because they need some time. However, men, as a way of loving your family, don't stay in there too long because your wife may have had a stressful day herself and need your help. So let them go to the cave. Men don't stay there too long. Women, on the other hand, I don't know where this is, here, need to talk about their problems. They need to talk about what is causing them stress as a way of processing what's going on. Now, men, the wise words for you are, if a woman is talking to you about her problems, Just understand. Don't try and fix the problem. Just understand. Just listen. Be supportive. Don't hear it as her blaming you for something or that she wants you to help unless she's asked for advice. All right. Mark, you can come back out. You've had enough time in the cave. All right. The next thing about men and women are their emotions. How we show emotion and have an emotional connection is different. Men are like rubber bands, apparently. They are close, and then they pull away from their wife, and then they're close, then they pull away, apparently. You can do that. It's good exercise. So apparently the reason they do that is men need to feel independent. They need to have some emotional isolation in order to come back and be close again. So... Women, often, if we, our husbands do that, we feel a bit rejected because they've gone distant all of a sudden and we don't understand why. But if you understand the process of the pulling and the coming close, you can understand that it's not you personally. They're just doing what they normally do for their emotions. Now, women. Oh, I forgot to tip some of this out. That's okay. Imagine. Sam's going to make that look like a wave because women's emotions are like waves. Nathan thinks that's funny because mine are obvious. So they have their good days and their bad days. Their good days and their bad days. So the thing that's important is to remember is that's normal. Women will have that whether or not there is a man around. It's nice to know, isn't it, Nathan? Whether or not 
as the men around, a woman will have her good days and her bad days. And apparently, if a woman does not experience the downward part of the cycle of the wave for her emotions, she won't actually, she'll suppress things that she shouldn't, and she won't have loving and kind emotions in the same way that she would if she's allowed to get into that low wave section. Anyone know what I mean with the waves? Yes? Awesome. So, husbands, let your wife vent if she needs to vent. Be supportive, don't fix the problems, and understand that she will come out the other side and it's not all about you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's not all about you. Okay, communication. The way that men and women communicate is different as well. I've got a newspaper for you. If you could just hold it, that'd be awesome. So, men speak in headlines. So they give the headline first, (laughs) and then a little bit of detail later on. Now, I think it goes back to their boxes, because if you have to open the right box for a particular topic, you need a title. You don't know which box to go to unless you know what someone's talking about. So this one says, business braces for blow. Mark knows what box to go to, because he's ready. And then he has some detail afterwards. Women, on the other hand, are the opposite. His God has a strange sense of humour, I think. (laughs) Women like to give the detail and then the headline. So we're going to have an upside-down newspaper. So, women, if you're talking to a man, just to help him, give the headline first. And then give some detail. The other thing I would say to women is that we can't expect men to be like our friends, our female friends. They don't have the ability, capacity, they're not wired the right way, to be able to listen to lots and lots of details about your story. So if you have a story with lots of details, find a female friend and tell them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. However, men... If you're talking to a female, you can give the big picture first. That's okay, we can handle that. We're clever. So (laughs) give the big picture first and then try and give some detail because it helps women feel more connected to you. So if you want your wife to feel connected and loved, give some more information as well. All right. Now, Mark, I need you to do a thumbs up sign. Awesome. When men and women say the words, it's okay, what does that really mean? Well, when a man says it, apparently it means that it's not really okay, but it's okay, I don't need your help, I can handle this on my own. Is that true, men? So I'm okay. So if they say, yeah, I'm okay, they are okay, leave them alone, they'll be fine. All right, don't be the crowbar, like out of that, that thing before and try and get them to tell you what's going on, they're okay. And Sam, you need to do the... Okay, son. If a woman says, I'm okay, she's not really okay. What she wants is for you to care enough to say, what's going on? She wants to know that you're safe. She wants to know that you care before whatever's bothering her can be spoken about. So, two little words with a big difference. All right. Next one. We're going to talk about sex. I feel like I should start singing. Anyway, let's keep going. No, let's not. All right. So men feel intimacy and closeness through sex. 
Women, on the other hand, feel love, closeness and intimacy before sex. For some, when the kitchen's clean. The other thing... Do I need to say that yet? Yeah, I do. Is that men heat up quickly for sex. I've got microwave popcorn. Very fast. (laughs) Because men will be ready for sex very quick. And usually it can just be something simple like... I don't even want to go there. Looking at their wife. (laughs) And that's all he needs. He's ready to go. (laughs) Now... There was something I was reading the other day, and it said that one of the main ways that a man actually feels like a man is when he has sex. I thought that was a bit shocking as a female. That's the main way a man will feel like a real man. According to one of the books I read, it said the brain's attachment system, this is for the women to understand, needs activation almost daily. So this is for men. So they're... Attachment system needs activation almost daily to maintain these effects over long term. So here are a few quick ways to encourage the process. Ladies, your man needs to be touched physically two to three times more frequently than you do in order to maintain the same level as oxytocin. So that's the relaxation, fearlessness, bonding and contentment feelings than a woman. To him, this communicates affirmation and appreciation, which are two of his biggest needs. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later. So men need more physical intimacy than women. Women, on the other hand, are nothing like um, instant, what's called microwave popcorn. We're a little little slower to heat up. We're more like a slow cooker. (laughs) So... So, women need romance outside the bedroom in order to be ready, you know, later on. So, things like holding hands, hugging, cuddling, sweet whispers, walking, um, dim lights, candlelit dinners, talking and listening, flowers, opening car doors, all those nice things women need. So, men in the room, this quote is for you. Gents, your lady wants love, romance and attention. She wants you to listen to her without always having to offer solutions. She desires to be valued and if you treat her as an exquisite, priceless treasure, it will make a positive and healthy difference to your marriage. A woman thrives when she is loved by a man who is committed to her for life. Hold her, hug her, listen to her and tell her that you love her every day. She needs that first before, you know, later on. All right. The other thing you need to understand is that men and women differ when it comes to stress in relation to sexual intimacy. According to what I've read, men will need sex more if they're stressed. And according to what I've read, women will be completely not interested in sex if they're stressed. So Dr. Caroline Leaf says that any worry about children, work, what she has to do tomorrow, etc., will quickly get her out of the mood. And fighting criticism, any form of strife can throw out a woman's neurological clock for up to 24 hours. Man, that's important that you get that. So this is from Mark Gungor. He's a funny guy. He says, guys, if you want more sex, you're going to have to meet more of the emotional needs of your spouse. Girls, if you desire more of your emotional needs to be met by your husband, you're going to have to meet more of his sexual needs. So that's a big one in marriage. Okay.
You can put them down because they're kind of heavy. The next one is what women and what men want. Men want respect. It's Aretha Franklin, for those who don't know. Men want respect. Again, I've got a quote for us about why men want respect and what it means. They want to be held in esteem and to be shown consideration and appreciation even when he makes mistakes. He wants to be seen as a hero, especially in the eyes of his bride. He needs someone to believe in him when the odds are stacked against him. If a man doesn't feel respected, he's destined to act in a way that is somewhat obnoxious. He becomes insulting, bug-eyed, and generally gross. Another quote said... Men need to feel respected for who they are, not what they do. If they don't feel respected, they can't survive. It gets harder and harder for them to breathe emotionally. And that's why it's so important for a woman to learn to give her man unconditional respect. So we need to show the men that we appreciate them for the little and the big things that they do. And then they will naturally want to do more. Respecting a man also means that you trust him. Men need to feel trusted. And us as women, we need to make sure we do that even when we don't think they deserve it. They need that. Otherwise, it has a really negative effect. Women, on the other hand, saying you need to put your hand up. Actually, no, you don't need to do that because I put a picture of the bachelor. She wants to be chosen. The whole show is about being chosen. And that's what women want. They want to be chosen. They want to be cared for, understood and respected. If you have a look at any of those comedies, the chick flicks and stuff like that, they're all about this, about a guy doing amazing things in order to show the girl that he's chosen her. And that's what women are looking for and wanting. So to the men in the room, have a think about how you choose to spend your time. Often when a guy is dating a girl, he will do lots of nice things to get the girl and then forget to keep on doing them once he's got her. So, have a think about how you spend your time. Do you spend it doing computer games more than you choose to spend time with your wife? Do you spend it more at work than you choose to spend time with your wife? Are you choosing to hang out with your mates or do something else and not choosing your wife? Because she will notice if you're not. So have a think about those things and figure out if you were dating, how would you do things differently? Now, according to one book I read, they had a thing called the crazy cycle. If women don't show men respect, then they act in an a. If no, if men don't, women don't show men respect. I did it the right way. Then they will act unlovingly, and then the women will act disrespectfully, and it keeps on going around and around. So it needs someone to say this has to stop, and they have to choose to act differently. The man needs to show love to his wife, even if he doesn't feel like doing it in order for her to start treating him better. It's the only way the cycle breaks, or for the woman to show respect, even when she doesn't think it's deserved, to help the husband act in a loving way. And men, I'm going to put something on you for a second. If your marriage isn't great, then I'd encourage you that you should be the one that starts it. Not that the women shouldn't, but if the man is showing the image of Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, which is what the Bible says in Ephesians, and that he did that even when we were still sinners, that man, in order for you to be the head of the house and the leader, you need to step up and do that 
Again, women, that doesn't let us off the hook. We should still be respecting our husbands. Thank you, Nathan. (laughs) But we need to, yeah, remember what God would want. So today we've had a look at different ways that men and women are different. We've looked at men thinking boxes and women's thinking's all connected. We've looked at how we have different ways of dealing with stress. And we've looked at how women need more time for sexual intimacy than men and that men want respect and appreciation from their wives and wives want to be chosen. Now, perhaps some of these things that I've talked about today, you can see where they've had, that's caused issues in your relationships, your marriages, your parenting, could be anywhere. And hopefully now you can see that those conflicts are coming out as a result of the areas that God has created. And that sometimes we have these conflicts because we forget that we were created differently by God. And so we're always trying to get the other person to think like we should because we think we're right because it's normal for us. But that's not what we see. We see that God created us differently in order to complement each other. If everybody spoke in headlines like men, we'd miss out on all the details. And God loves the details too. If we were all the same, we wouldn't really learn to show unconditional, unselfish love to each other. We wouldn't want to be more patient. We wouldn't need to be more patient, kind and thoughtful because we'd all be the same. And we wouldn't be more like Jesus, which wouldn't be good for us because that's what God wants. And so marriages help to, and relationships help that to happen because we have to learn to get along with other people. We have to learn to be patient and kind. So today, perhaps something stood out that I said that you've been holding on to. Maybe it's something that you'll need to apologise to someone for because you've been expecting them to be like you, but you're actually created differently to each other. Perhaps it's something that you'll need to go back and talk to someone about and say, hey, I didn't realise we were so different in this area. How can we work together better? What is it today? Is there one area that stood out for you that you go, wow, I'd do that really really wrong because that's not what that person needs what is it that you need to change is there anything so as you go out today I want you to keep that in mind Um, I've got a little handout here of the differences so that you can take it away and remember if you want it but I just want to stop and I just want to pray for the marriage couples like I said this is the last in our series for our marriage so let's yeah let's um pray for married couples and I'll pray for yeah, our relationships as well with men and women that we communicate better. Lord God, thank you that you have created us so differently, even though it seems really hard at times that we, we don't get on so well. Help us to recognise those differences as what they are, that they're created by you, that they're put there by you, and that if we use them well, Lord, they complement each other, and we can do so much more and be a more effective team in our marriages and in our relationships because of those differences. So Lord, I ask that each married couple here today will keep those things in mind, that you'll highlight any areas where they've been expecting their husband or their wife to be like them, but instead you've made them differently, Lord. Lord, I ask that you would help each person here to remember these differences and as they go out into all their relationships, that, that they will see those differences 
that they will respect them and honour them and that people will find that their relationships are just so much stronger as a result of seeing how you work in our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.